Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. As you can guess from the title of her address, Audrey Lord thinks that there are indeed legitimate and even productive and positive uses of the emotion of anger. And she's providing us with an argument why we shouldn't try to force those who are in vulnerable positions, those who are discriminated against, those who encounter injustice to stifle their anger, to not express it because it does bother some people. And she's making some very strong claims quite plausibly for why that anger needs to be out there. And she is not an apologist for just shooting, you know, anger out into the world willy-nilly. She talks about the need to focus with precision. So she's not endorsing anger just per se, but she is telling us that anger does have its uses. And I would like to point one thing out that she does say towards the end of her piece. She says, my anger has meant pain to me, but it's also meant survival. Before I give it up, I'm going to be sure that there's something at least as powerful to replace it on the road to clarity. So she's not saying anger for its own sake, anger is wonderful, anything like that. She's saying it can be a useful tool in some respects. And so let's take a look at what she has to say. She's got a wonderful line from a poem where she says, everything can be used except what is wasteful. And so the question is, is anger something that is just wasteful? Does it waste our energy? Does it waste our attention, our concentration? Does it take our eyes off the prize, so to speak? Or can anger actually be used for something effectively? She tells us anger is loaded with information and energy. And so that is kind of an important point. A little bit later, she also says any discussion among women about racism must include the recognition and the use of anger. This discussion must be direct and creative because it is crucial. We cannot allow our fear of anger to deflect us nor seduce us into settling for anything less than the hard work of excavating honesty. Isn't that a wonderful phrase right there? Instead of saying, be authentic, excavating honesty. Honesty is something that has to be pulled out of the ground with work. And I I think that's, that's a very good way of thinking about it. So, She tells us that we can learn from our emotions, or at least we can learn from one emotion that she's going to talk about in particular, and that is anger. How can anger help us to understand our situation, to respond to it appropriately? This is a very important question. And I do want to point out that she is also talking about three other emotions at considerable length in here. And she's saying that we can't learn from them the same way that we can from anger. Obviously, we can learn something from any emotion and its responses. So for example, fear, guilt, and hatred, we can learn how they work. We can learn how they arise. We can learn 
that this person over here feels this fear in response to this person's anger, or that this person over here is motivated by this hatred rather than being motivated by anger. But that is not the kind of teaching that anger makes possible for us if we're actually paying close attention to it. Fear stands in the way of learning. Guilt could in fact teach us something because she tells us, you know, for example, when black women express their anger at white women in a feminist movement, which is what's going on here. And then the white women say, you're making me feel guilty. That guilt is not actually teaching them anything necessarily the way that anger is. But guilt actually could help us if we reflected on it to realize our own shortcomings, our own failures, our own injustices that we've committed. And you can't really learn from hatred the way you can from anger either. So what are the things that you can learn? What are the uses that anger could be put to? And before we jump into the four that I think are particularly highlighted in her piece, we should think about this word uses. Because she's also going to use another framework dealing with, dealing with other people's anger, dealing with our own anger. Use and dealing with in English are two very different things. But it's interesting because one thing that we see when we look at ancient philosophy, whether it's Aristotle or a Stoic like Epictetus, both of whom talk at great length about anger, is that there is actually one term that encompasses using on the one hand hand and dealing with on the other. In Greek, it's chresis, and it means use, but it also does mean how we address something, what use we make of it in relation to our own responses. So anger, can anger actually do anything productive for us? So right after that poetic line, everything can be used except what is wasteful, which continues on saying, you will need to remember this when you are accused of destruction. She immediately says, every woman has a well-stocked arsenal of anger, potentially useful against those oppressions, personal and institutional, which brought that anger into being. Focused with precision, anger, she says, can become a powerful source of energy serving progress and change. And she also specifies, when I speak of change, I don't mean a simple switch of positions or a temporary lessening of tensions, nor the ability to smile and feel good. I am speaking of a basic and radical alteration in those assumptions underlining our life. So anger as an emotion can provide us with energy that then can be channeled into standing up against and criticizing oppression, aggression, exploitation, domination, trying to produce lasting progress and change, not merely an accommodation to the situation, but a genuine criticism and then trying to make things better. And this could be the case in individual relationships. I don't like the way that you talk to me. I'm angry with you about that. I think that you're showing me fundamental disrespect in you know, what our relationship looks like. It could be in the workplace. It could be in the classroom. It could be in politics. It could be in culture. It could be in all sorts of venues, especially on the internet, right? People can push back and anger gives them the energy to do that. So that's already one valuable use of anger. What else? Not long after that, she actually tells us that 
anger expressed and translated into action in the service of our vision and our future is a liberating and strengthening act of clarification. So this goes beyond merely supplying energy for the fight or the long struggle. This is something different. There is a cognitive aspect, a genuine learning from anger. And what does she say that we can learn? It's in the painful process of this translation, we identify who are our allies with whom we have grave differences and who are our genuine enemies. You know, the allies with whom we have genuine differences, allies with whom we get angry at, and those who are our genuine enemies, those who are not going to change unless something radically changes within them, those who are not acting in goodwill, but, you know, screwing up nevertheless, those who are motivated by hatred, the desire to eradicate other people, to exploit them, to force them down, to keep them quiet and complacent, or at least compliant. So anger can, in fact, have this clarificatory force as well. And she says this can be quite difficult. You know, I myself can realize that I have been making other people angry by my attitudes, my actions. And she says, it's very difficult to stand still and listen to another woman's voice, delineate an agony I do not share or one to which I myself have contributed. So we've got two main uses of anger here. A third one, which we might call a sort of resiliency or being able to continue on in the face of things. She says, my response to racism is anger. The anger has eaten clefts into my living only when it remained unspoken, useless to anyone. It has also served me in classrooms without light or learning, where the work and history of black women was less than a vapor. It has served me as fire in the ice zone of the uncomprehending eyes of white women who see in my experience and the experience of my people only new reasons for fear or guilt. And so it's something that can sustain one in the lonely, unacknowledged, perhaps even suppressed situation that is uh, partly provoking that very anger, but also needs to be remedied. And then finally, she has a very interesting follow-up to the clarity thing. This is towards the end of her piece. And she says that she's talking about not recognizing other people. If I fail to recognize those others as faces of myself, then I am contributing not only to each of their oppressions, but also to my own. And the anger which stands between us then must be used for what? Clarity but also mutual empowerment, not for evasion by guilt or further separation. So another function of anger is mutual empowerment. And with what, you know, she says afterwards, I am not free while any woman is unfree, even when her shackles are very different than my own. And I am not free as long as one person of color remains chained, nor is any one of you. She's talking about anger's capacity to be in solidarity 
to support those who are being pushed down and who are trying to rise up. So anger can be used for a lot of very important purposes. It can also be misused for a variety of things. Anger can be redirected. You know, she talks about women who fear their anger, fear the expression, but are fine with turning it on other women who are in you know lower positions than themselves rather than against the those who have actually angered them. She also talks about black women being expected to use their anger only in the service of other people's salvation or learning. And she says that's not really a legitimate use of anger. Actually, that's counterproductive and we're going to get rid of that. So it's not as if anger automatically has all sorts of wonderful uses. You actually have to work to use anger in the right way. And that is part of what she is advocating in this piece on the uses of anger. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.